Shalom Abarachor Abdel Maseches Gittin Daf Yud Gimel. Today is Daf discusses why it's a choyv for an eved if he's an eved of Yisrael if he's not going to be missing out on truma anyways. And we have a mission of discussing a case where someone sends the get or the the get shichur with his shliach, but then he dies before it gets sent. What do we do then? The different wordings of commanding someone to send a get, and uh, we begin the sugya of Mamid Shloshton. And we were in the middle of a conversation yesterday, and it sounds like. Reb Meir was talking past the What were they talking about? And we explained that Reb Meir was, was satisfied with their response regarding the Eved, that the Baal doesn't really need to feed the Eved, so letting him go would be a pure schus. But he said, you still didn't answer me about Truma, because if he's a Kayan, the Eved's still losing out on his rights to eat Truma by being freed. So it's not Zochen La'odam. I want to say that maybe the Eved could throw away the get, and then I'll run off and uh, eat truma. You have the same thing with a wife. If a wife rebels, just like an Eved who runs away, they're still allowed to eat truma. The Eved wouldn't be allowed to if he's freed. So he's actually losing out on his rights for truma. So the Gemara says, the taco good answer. Rava comes in and says, you can still respond to a mayor, and, and the Chachamim would say that even if the Eved runs away, the Kayan could still sell him to Yisrael, and therefore evoke his rights to even Truma. So by freeing him, he's really not giving him any schos, any choiv, it's a pure schos, and zochen l'adam shali b'fanov. But we're left with one question, according to a mayor, that only applies, it's only a pure schos when his master is a koi, and what happens if his master is a Yisrael? Would he be able to retract the get shechrur once he sent it? So Bishmo Bar Rav Yitzchok says... There still is an element of choiv for this Eved because he's losing out on his kenanis mishpacha. The Gemara says, really? But he's getting the opportunity with his freedom to marry any free girl. And the Gemara answers, yes, but he's able to act behefker and he prefers that with his shifcha kenanis where he could do whatever he wants. He's a, a priestess with her and losing that is considered a choiv enough that you can't automatically be zoiche in his freedom. Now I have a question that says if someone asks to give this get to his wife or this shtar to his eved, but then he dies, the Mishnah says we don't deliver that once he's dead. But if he says, give this, give a money, uh, let's say a hundred bucks to this and this person, and then he dies, that you do follow through after his death and you give him the money. So in the Gemara of Yitzchobar, Shmuel Bar Marsa says in the name of Rav that you're going to deliver this money, this hundred bucks, only if it's set aside, already wrapped up in the corner. We know which money it is that he wanted to give to this person. Now, what are we talking about? Is he a healthy person that wanted to deliver it and suddenly died? Why does it make any, any difference if we know which money it is? He never gave it to him. And if we're talking about someone who's a shchiv rai, someone who's dying, then who cares if the money's gathered or not? Either way, we're going to deliver it to this person because we have a takonot der abonon that the words of ishchiv meirah, it's as if it's signed and sealed, de- signed, sealed, delivered. It's as if it's already done. So it won't even matter whether it's identifiable, which money it is. So what's the case? So we have uh, two options. Number one, Rabbi Zvid says, we're talking about a healthy person. And we're going like Rav Huna, who says, in the name of Rav, that if... You have A, B, and C standing together, and A owes B money, 
And A tells B, you know that 100 bucks you owe me? I want you to give it to C. It's as if that money was already transferred. C is already coined it. And you didn't need a Masira. So over here also, we're talking about a case of a healthy person, but it was and you had all three of them there. So it was automatically coined it, but you have to know which money it is. The second answer, our Papa says, we're talking about a Shchiv Mirataka. And we're going like Rav, who holds that a Shchiv who says to give money to somebody. He says, give $100 of my property. But he doesn't say which $100 that you wouldn't give. Because maybe, maybe, maybe we're only going to give this money to the person who he mentioned if he said which money. But if he said it's Stam, then we have a concern that maybe he was referring to a specific money that he has buried somewhere. We don't know where that is, so we're not going to give any money over. The halach is that we're not worried. Lamaya said that he has some buried money, so... Next, Rev Papa tells us, well, the Gemara asks of Rev Papa, what's wrong with Rev Zvid's pshat that he's healthy and we're talking about Mamet Shloshton? Now, Rev Papa holds that Rav's halach of Mamet Shloshton would apply both by a loan and by a pikadon. What does that mean? It means that the money doesn't actually have to be there. It could just be a loan. It doesn't need to be a pikadon, something which is right there. It still transfers from B to C, it's it's a magical Takonadir Abonon. So he would say that that's not the case of our Mishnah because it wouldn't need to be Tzibur and we don't have to know where the money is. And why doesn't Rav Zvid like Rav Papa's answer? What's wrong with saying like uh, that? It's, uh, he, we're talking about a case of Shchiv and we're worried that maybe he was talking Stam. So he has some money buried somewhere. He says that I didn't like that, that understanding because our Mishnah does, doesn't sound like a case of Ishchiv Mirah. Because in our Mishnah, he used the Lashon of Tenu get Zele Ishti. Give this get to my wife. Right? He said Tenu. Or this freedom document to my Evet. Now, if he didn't die afterwards, we would deliver the get. But only because he said Tenu. If he hadn't said Tenu to give it to them, we wouldn't give it to them. However, if this person is a Shechimirah, we would deliver it even without Tanu, even if he hadn't said to give it to them. It's a Beferish Mishnah that says that originally they used to, anyone who was going out to be killed, and he would say, write a get for my wife, they would write it and give it to him, uh, give it to her. And then they went on to say that even someone who's going out on, on a long trip could do that. Without, he didn't, he never said to give it to her. Now, Shimon Shinzuri says, even someone who's in danger, you don't need to say Tanu. So if our Mishnah was talking about a case of a Shechiv Ra, the word Tanu would not have been written. That's why Rebbe Zved doesn't like Rebbe Pshat. It must be we're talking about a case of a Bari. Rebbe Ashi asks, how do we know that our Mishnah is Rebbe Shizuri? It could be it's the Rabbonot. And on the topic of Huna Omar Rav tells us, we mentioned before, Ma'amit Shloshton, he brings in this case. It's a Kedushin, Baba Basra. If A tells B, you know that hundred bucks you owe me, I want you to give it to C standing here. The three, if the three of them are standing together, then C is automatically coined that hundred bucks from B. Rava tells us that only makes sense with a Bikadon, where the item is right here. But when it comes to a loan where there's no actual cash present, that would not transfer automatically. C would not be coined the theoretical money. But Rav, he makes a shvua and he says, no, it definitely works even with a malve, even with a loan. We also find Shmuel tells us in the name of Levi that if 
A tells B, you know, you have this loan that you owe me. I want you to give it to C, who's standing here. It, it is kind of, but the Gemara asks, why? How does that work? So we have a number of options of how a mamich doesn't work. How, how could it be that without any actual transfer, just the fact that the three parties are standing here, the money will go from B to C, right? A's money will go from B to C. So Amemar gives our first explanation. He says it's, a, it's like, it's as if, when, he ori- when A originally gave B that loan, that he was giving it to him and anyone who, who came afterwards. It's as if C was already in the picture from the original loan. Ravashi says, so if someone is mocking us something to a fetus, I said, now this baby is, is, is a, a day old, right? If C is a one-day-old baby and the loan was given weeks ago, you can't say that it's as if C was in the picture beforehand, this baby was in the picture when A originally lent it to B. Even when Rameir, who says that all of them could be mocking us something, shalom, but that's only if he's being mocking it to something which exists. You can't be mocking at something which didn't exist at the time. This fetus was, wasn't a person yet. So we have a different explanation of how this Kenyan works. So if Ashi says, since B is now getting a fresh loan, right? A would have collected it right away. C might collect it a little later from B. So with that hana that A is giving B, that's what completes this transaction, and now the money's owed to C. But uh, asks Ravashi, what happens if C is a bunch of thugs that are about to pounce on B and beat the money out of him? So he's not getting any extension, he's not getting any hana. How would that transaction activate? You're saying if that would be the case, then it wouldn't work. Then you have to set ground rules from how the, for how this Maimon Shlashton works and with whom it works. It sounds like it works with anybody, even if C is a thug who would yank it out of his possession. So now my sister is going to tell us that there are three things that have a halacha without a tam. It's like halacha mojim yisinai. We'll get to that tomorrow. Well, one of them is our case. The second is what Rabbi Huda Marshmol says. If someone writes his nechosa, his, all of his property to his wife, all he did was appoint an apitropis. Even if he wrote with a lotion of matona, it's still, it's still not in her possession. It doesn't necessarily make sense. It's a halacha. It's a hefker bez than hefker. The third halacha, which Rabbanan enacted, which doesn't make much sense, which doesn't have ground rules, is like what Hananya told us. If someone marries his son off to a woman, everything that's in that house, the father is giving over to them. We're saying on the das of the ben, so these three cases, including ours, don't necessarily have clear-cut rules. And yet, if C is a, thru- is a thug who would beat the money out of B immediately, in that case, it wouldn't work. There are a time in why the Chachamim originally enacted it. They didn't want to create a tircha to have to, when making kinyonim. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.